Disrupting Worship, the podcast, is a set of conversations about the future of gathered worship. In the midst of struggle and tragedy, lockdown has offered us an unprecedented opportunity to pause, reflect and reshape what it looks like to meet with God, the world and one another. Hello and welcome to Disrupting Worship. I'm Grace, sent me Bavistock, vicar uh, in Luton and my co-host is Sam. Do you want to say hello, Sam? Yeah, hi, I'm Sam. I uh, also in Luton, uh, run Engage Worship with my wife, Sarah. And yeah, I've worked in various churches in the past and worked for London School of Theology, but it's so nice to be with you. Yeah, you too, you too. So I don't know, to our listeners, you might be thinking, who are these people, Sam and Grace, and what are they going on about? Well, this <laughs> podcast came about from a walk we did in between various lockdowns in the UK. We've had quite a lot here. So between one of those lockdowns, we were able to meet, went for a local walk, and we just started riffing all about um, worship and COVID and how that's changed how we're worshipping in churches, or has it changed, or does it need to change? And we just got very overexcited and thought, this should be a podcast! There's bound to be other people who also maybe have got these questions or thinking about these questions. And I think, Sam, when we first got talking, what I took away was you'd read this article about mm. a lady who had talked about, in COVID, she was seeing how worship had started as transmitting, then translating and transforming. And I found that a real seminal idea. So can you just maybe expand on that? Because I think that really um, kind of grounds what why we started this podcast and why we called it Disrupting Worship. Yeah, that idea comes from a, a little book that Heidi Campbell edited called uh, Distance Church, which was sort of this very immediate responses that people had to, you know, not being able to meet in their buildings, having to meet over Zoom or YouTube or whatever, and just their sort of immediate responses to that. And, and she points out that lots of churches were doing this uh, transmission, that they were basically trying to do whatever they had done before for worship, but just do it online. So they were either being, if they could, they were being filmed in their sanctuaries or, you know, uh, they were doing, if they'd done music and singing before, they were trying to do loads of music and singing. If they were had done liturgical kind of worship, then they just tried to do more of that over, uh, over Zoom or over YouTube. And it was really just taking what they'd already done and trying to repeat it online. And lots of people found quite quickly that that didn't really work for them. So there was that second phase of, of sort of uh, translation where people started to say, OK, what works specifically over a digital platform? What can we make use of? So people started to, to do things like make use of the chat function on Facebook or within Zoom, or people started to have more content, you know, brought in from their congregation. And they started to think about, you know, what is uh, really going to work on this medium? That was the kind of uh, tr translation phase. But the third phase is the one that really excites me. And I think you too, is it's that stage of transformation or uh, th that phrase disruption uh, that Peter Phillips uses in, in the same book. And, um, and that's really about saying, okay, we are firstly on a different medium. We're not meeting together physically anymore. We're meeting online. We're meeting digitally. What works really well over that kind of medium? But secondly, 
we're in a different phase. We're in a different era. You know, people are uh, have experienced all kinds of crazy things over the last year. And actually, this is an opportunity not only to learn how to do online worship, but also to think about, right, when we start being able to meet again, are there things we're going to change? Are there things we're going to learn from lockdown, from online worship, from this season and this period where worship has been disrupted? And I think, you know, we can either take the view that we're going to kind of get through this, that this is a kind of parenthesis year where things went weird and we had to do strange worship. But hopefully, you know, very soon we'll just get back to things as normal and we can try to do that. Or we can say maybe this is a God given opportunity to rethink our worship, to think what's worked from lockdown, what's worked from online. You know, maybe it's with engaged worship, we've been, uh, you know, put out quite a lot of videos and material that you can easily drop into online services. But we've also got people thinking about things like, you know, the physical, when you can't actually touch people or be in the same physical space, how do you do more physical and embodied worship online. We've got think people thinking about things like lament. How can you bring more of that into your worship? And these are just some of the things that I think we can start to review and rethink and you know reimagine what worship could be like in the future because I don't think we can just do what we've done before. I don't think that's gonna work. I agree. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna work. And on that first conversation we're talking about we were seeing some church leaders relishing the change yeah. and using this as an excuse. It's COVID, so I can't do that now. And really embracing that. And mm. others were just uh, still trying to think there's going to be this day where we'll go back and we'll, I'll just keep holding on, doing what I'm doing, because sooner or later it will go back. But a year down the line, that sooner or later hasn't hasn't yeah. hasn't hasn't come about. And I suppose maybe that's why we wanted to gather other people together to hear their thoughts, their inputs, to just help us reflect that um, uh, there is, yeah, this things being disrupted because of COVID. And actually, can we discover some gifts in that, in the midst of the pain and, uh, and try to do things differently for yeah. another, for, for, for another season. I mean, I've been, since that conversation, I've been reflecting about how maybe this is how some of us are wide, that when there is change, there's some of us who are pioneers and come yeah. like, yes, hallelujah. You know, not hallelujah for the, you know, the destruction, the tragedy. I, I wish it just had not happened. Yeah. But in the midst of that, that others who have seen opportunities mm. um, and yet some of us are like thinking that it's, it's too much, too fast. Yeah. And so we hold on to what we've been doing before, because actually that's the one thing is constant in the yeah. midst of everything that is changing. So maybe we're going to talk about this, Sam, but how do you, how have you, have you seen that, that kind of, how do we wrestle with when everything is changing about you, mm. you're wanting worship to stay the same. Mm. And yet we have a God who doesn't change, but also is recreating. Yeah. So what, cause isn't that in a way, in a, in a nutshell, what's happened in terms of church worship, yeah. Some of our people, rightly so, they think everything is changing. You know, we have had that whole time and we're in like one tier, two tiers. You didn't know, you know, you go to bed in Luton in tier three and you wake up in tier four. <laughs> so, so in the midst of so that, true. you know, in the one day those kids are going to school, the next day they are not. So, yeah. so where is that place of continuity in worship? And where is that place of actually, come on, guys? Let's embrace the change. I don't know. Have you, I, 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 what, yeah. have you had similar questions? And has that thrown up for you other questions? 
Yeah, that is fascinating, isn't it? And I do, I guess I feel that, you know, God stays the same, but actually, yeah, we, we have to, we have to realize new things about God. You know, we haven't got to the bottom of God yet. And so, yes, you know, the, the Bible's still the Bible, praying, still praying, singing worship, still singing worship, but actually we've got to be prepared to say maybe i'm going to learn new things about god during this time and you know it's not just i don't think any of what we're going to talk about in this series is going to be about change for change's sake or just you know this is the cool new thing now or this is the groovy way to use zoom or whatever i think it's about saying you know god is much bigger than we thought he was and worship is much bigger than we, we thought it was and prayer and what it means to be church um so it yeah i i totally get the thing about oh i want to do what i did before and maybe we have a have to include an element of that you know so that people kind of feel secure um but I, yeah i also think we've got to be prepared to change how about you what about in your context i mean you're literally the pastor of a local church you you know this is this is day in day out for you have you had experience of this yeah well in my head (laughs) (laughs) in that and I'm thinking about um when we start physically meeting in the building again and there's some things I think just need to stop doing yeah and and I have this dream that you know when we start meeting the building again and it's easier to we'd have to do social distancing that we just worship starts by us all having a chin wag and a cup of tea and a coffee yeah and then that leads into communion because we've connected with each other and if which means we've connected with God hopefully and then we're connecting through through the word and through sacrament so I'm I'm anticipating what does you know there might be an opportunity because we all have been through something that we can't then just go back and stand up sing a hymn sit down sing a hymn and, and that kind of thing yeah um and and also just aware that uh when we in between the lockdowns and we did physically meet um, our worship was much more simple mm. and I think there is uh, there'll be a temptation for me to kind of add more mm. but actually people I think really responded to the simplicity and it was shorter yeah. and I'm just thinking there needs to be more of that and then how can we let other people share that who aren't going to come physically to 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 a building and to me and so I'm I'm internally going through those questions of knowing that uh, consistency in worship can help people relax into it. It has potential to become meditative. Mm. It also has the potential being just going through the motions. Yeah. Exactly. And that actually, I think God is always on the lookout to disrupt our worship. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so I, I'm hoping that this podcast totally. will, will have another series of it because um, if, if worship is about partly about encountering God, engaging with God, then we're never going to be the same yeah. with all those mini encounters, are we? Yeah. He's looking to disrupt. So I have that overall bigger question, regardless of COVID, mm. is at what point does our worship become cosy and comfortable? Yeah. And therefore God is predictable. This begins and ends here. And at what point am I flexible enough to the Holy Spirit for it to be disrupted? Mm. And, and, and what does that look like? So at the moment we're still in a lockdown so um we're not you know we're not we're not meeting for gathered worship but when we do i think uh, my questions are simplicity and and making space 
for, for worship to be disrupting, um, which is really hard. I think we're going to hear there's a, we've got podcasts coming up with Andy Flanagan and yeah. isn't he touched on that sense of um, uh, it's not about happy customers. Yeah. <laughs> but as a lead of a church, yeah. you want positive feedback. You want people to say they enjoyed it. But, um, you know, that is not a helpful use of words. Did you enjoy worship? No. <laughs> it's like, it's like you know, I, I enjoyed the Netflix box set, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? So, yeah. so, so, so I, I, so COVID has, on one hand, we've, I've been, um, we're going to hear about these, how church has been so creative with mm. little resources mm. at staying connected and supporting one another. And yet I have this nagging voice saying, but have we just fed into further consumerism of worship? Yeah. Yeah. By, you know, and have we in one way we've stayed connected, but have we created other disconnections? Yeah. So, so, I mean, that's probably going to be a whole other series to look at, but those, mm. those are things that I go through my mind. And I suppose that's why we, we wanted to start a podcast to to stimulate conversation. Yeah. So we'd love for people to give us, you know, what, what have been your questions yeah. during this whole time about whether you're a worship leader, whether you're someone who attends, you know, attends church or, you know, whatever your aspect is within the, the amazing church of God. What questions mm. have arisen for you about mm. worship during this time? What are the bits you want to keep and the bits you want to let go or mm. or the bits you think they're gonna there's going to be some hybrid um, going going on but yeah I do see that it's been amazing how people have connected with online and it has reached people in a way I think we never thought would happen um, but I'm also just wondering has some of that voters fed into our consumeristic cons- culture or yeah. by just consume media yeah and you know, we know the body of Christ is seeking to communicate Christ to them so those those are things that yeah, go yeah. through my mind. Absolutely. All <laughs> Questions more than answers. Yeah, all but all of that really resonates with me. You know, this the, the simplicity thing. Um, for me, you know, in my personal worship, it's become about a morning quiet time again. You know, waking up a bit earlier than I used to, you know, reading the Bible, praying, listening to God, journaling. Yeah. You know, and you just go, oh, yeah, I'd almost forgotten how important that was. Mm. But that simplicity and you know whether you call it a quiet time or whether you call it, you know, a rule of life and having your morning or whatever, you know, language you put on it, just some of those really simple things. And as you say, then translating that back to when we are gathering, you know, or, you know, again, when we're gathering to worship, a lot of people have said to me that what has really worked over zoom has been when they've got into the Bible and they've read it or they've read it together and they've listened to one another talk about it. And, you know, you don't need a big worship, band to do that you don't need a lot of technology you you just need to open god's word and so yeah i totally resonate with that and that whole thing as well about the the consumeristic thing and i've talked to a lot of worship leaders and pastors who've had a real anxiety about whether what they're doing is good enough you know whether it's slick enough or technologically beautiful enough or whether they look good on camera or you know all of that and it's like what are we doing? Yeah, I know. You know, what are we really, you know, what is this really about? And I, I was struck reading Psalm 131 on on Sunday, and it talks about um things like, you know, I, I don't consider concern myself with things too high for me, and I've humbled myself. And and then at the end it says I, I'm like a weaned child. I was really thinking about that word weaned and how, you know, mother's milk is a 
good thing. It's a healthy thing. It's a tasty, nutritious thing. And yet we're not supposed to live off it all our lives. You know, and, and we talk about being weaned off a dependency, mm. don't we? Like got weaned off drugs or whatever. Yeah. And we, I wonder whether we're having to wean ourselves off. And God is almost like, again, I don't think God has sent COVID-19, but I think perhaps one of God's, you know, what he's doing in the midst of it is to say, maybe I want to wean you off some of the worship stuff that wasn't actually that helpful to you. You know, maybe having an enormous band every week wasn't that helpful to you maybe it was the equivalent of kind of breast milk you know yeah. when you actually you're supposed to be 18 you're supposed to be grown up now mm. and whether these simple things are the more you know we, we know with our food don't we as well you know we can have rich food sometimes and you know lovely food but also some of the simplest things are some of the best things for us um yeah and how how do we dig into that and how do we make that part of our regular rhythms yeah, I know. And it's it's also like when you're talking about discovering other things, so like what from what might be from Zoom, you might translate going back. So I was just what was triggered off my mind from what you're just talking about was about how when you get people to play in the chat, people yeah. play in the chat. Yeah. So I'm thinking we need to start having that for physical worship as well. Yeah. So, but you know what? It's now time for sessions, put it in the chat. <laughs> and you get yeah. everyone putting lo- loads yeah. of stuff in the chat. So it's just made me think that actually, you know, our best, you know, and I've talked to a school teacher who's thinking about when um, bringing that back into the classroom for some stuff. So instead of saying, Johnny, what do you think of X? You say, class, what's the word for? And everyone puts it in the chat. Yeah. It's not like they're going to do that all the time for every lesson, but yeah. I'm just also aware that they're, some things from the online i we need to have the capacity to consider actually can that come back into to into into physical and what simple practices can we can we cultivate and enhance and and do and, and things like that and fight and i think you're right and during this time people have found some really the simple things have worked and have held yeah. us yeah. and you know and they, they you know we, that's what has been the challenge of covid actually is we realise we're part of something bigger. We're part of a worshiping community, but actually, I'm also responsible for my own work with walk with God. Oh yeah. And I need to cultivate that. And I think for some people on this journey, that has has been a fresh awakening or a reminder. Or oh yeah, yeah. these are things I used to do, but they dropped off for whatever reason, or, and and uh, and and things like that. So I'm hoping that we won't. Whenever this ends, I don't think there is an end, but I, I'm hoping that we will continue seeking to disrupt our worship in partnership with God, not for the sake of it, yeah, but actually kind of thinking, have we got to a point where we're so comfortable with what we're doing that actually there's now no room for God? Yeah. Or has it got so slick that there's now no room for God? Yeah. And and so I think disrupting worship is a great name for the podcast because I think to me it's about... hate that word posture but it's just trying to have it just you know what I mean people say what's your posture but it's trying every now and again to stop and reflect and so I hope that when people tune in every now and again that it would just help you reflect mm. and get your creative juices flowing yeah. um, and help you think oh I did think of that or I thought about it and I forgot that or you're going to think of something totally different on a tangent because we're all in different contexts and yeah. had different experiences on the past year but my hope is that through this podcast it will it will just uh, encourage you to keep questioning, keep seeking yeah. and, and asking, okay, Lord, how might you be disrupting our gathered worship? Yeah. How might you be just dis- 
seeking to disrupt my one-to-one -one worship with you? How might you be seeking to be disrupting uh, you know, my time with my family in terms of what that worship may or may not look like? Yeah. I suppose that's what we thought this podcast is. I'm hoping it will just stimulate further yeah. conversations. Exactly. You know, that's yeah. the whole thing. We've not got, um, this isn't a podcast where people are going to find neat answers. No. Um, that ain't gonna happen, people. So if you want <laughs> any answers, attend plan to how to do worship post-COVID, just turn off now, save yourself the grief and hassle. We ain't got the answers for that. But yeah. if you're looking for a comp to be part of a conversation and maybe to start a conversation that you could have with other people that you know, love, care about, or people you work with, or in your in your church, then you've come to the right place. We're just hoping that these conversations are you know where you're eavesdropping in mm. can become your conversations and yeah. will maybe give you the courage to talk to someone about some of these issues that maybe you yourself have been thinking about and and questioning about so yeah that's my heart for disrupting worship that actually it will it will stay you know because we talk about there's that you know is that uh, uh coming the verse but you know with that bit when they're dedicating the temple and the the glory of the lord comes down and worship stops and we all think oh amazing but let's face it i'd have been the one saying really lord you know i've got people i've got things to do children's to work i've got yeah. children's work to do the parents are you know where's my where's little johnny you know someone is saying well you know my taxi's come to pick me up now i think we we idolize those moments yeah. but deep down we know those moments are mighty inconvenient <laughs> and so, so 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 to me wanting to start this conversation with you sam is also how can i inhabit a place where i'm more open to god disrupting things yeah yeah not just in gathered worship but in my life in general and not you know i'm very task orientated yeah, yeah. so i'm very like this is on my agenda for today lord so you know are you going to be with me then actually the conversation we had it we've come up about actually where do we, how do we make that space how does simplicity help to get to be in a in a, in a place where we're more receptive to what little whisper that God um, longs to do. So we can get, we can inhabit more of that disrupting place with God. Cause I, yeah. I that's what, that's what I'm sensing is that as you talked about, I was this being weaned off, yeah. but being weaned off this comfortable notion of God mm. yeah, and, 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 and discovering who he is not. Yes. Yes. You know, yes. and there is that whole theology, like, there's a fancy Latin word, but this theology of what God is not. Yeah. And 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 so me as a church leaders, how how do we discover that what God is not that He is not my uh, Santa, my slot machine, someone doing things on my agenda, uh, my time scale, you know, He's not my personal Baal, you know, yeah. Yeah. He's at my He's at my bidding because um, He longs to engage with us in such more, in so much more than that. And so yeah, this whole dis this disruption. Yeah, we were seeking God in the disruption, but it is, there are times when it feels really inconvenient. And I think we just need to be honest. <laughs> honest, maybe that's my, that's my humanity. I'm not very only, but it's just, this time's like, okay, yeah. help, me to, help me to slow down, Lord, and embrace the simplicity. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, we're looking forward to journeying with you guys who are listening. And as, as Grace says, they are conversations, you know, we have found, we've done three of the interviews already. And the, the best ones are when we've, you know, jumped off almost immediately from our set questions and just gone with where the conversation's gone. We've chatted to Peter Phillips from the Centre for Digital Theology, Hannah Hodges from Nexus, uh, Andy Flanagan, Christians in Politics, songwriter, and also uh, Kerry and Geraldine Luce, or Geraldine Latte, you might know her as, and Timo and Gemma Shinoski, and all musicians and songwriters. And so, 
you know, those are the ones we've done so far. I'm sure there'll be others in the future as well. But um, it's just a, a whole range of different people, different, you know, backgrounds. And, you know, Grace and I as well, we're, we're different kinds of people. Um, but we're hoping to sort of, you know, draw you guys into this conversation and, and that it will be it'll be fruitful. I wanted to um, highlight as well the book uh, that Grace mentioned right at the beginning, uh, Distance Church, it's called. And it was put together very early on in the first lockdown by edited by Heidi Campbell. And it is available as a free uh, ebook, a PDF ebook. So if you just Google Distance Church Heidi Campbell, uh, if people are interested in that, there's one particular, um, it's just like short articles by people, either pastors or worship leaders or theologians kind of going through the, the process of um, what it was like to shift onto, you know, into lockdown worship and stuff. There's one particular one, um, uh, which I really struck me called the charism of zoom worship. So if anyone wants to start somewhere, uh, just the gift of, of what it was for them to, to as a community, uh, to, to, to move on to zoom, I'd recommend that one. But, um, yeah. Oh, and the other thing we're going to do is we're going to put some questions, uh, in the, so this is a podcast. If you, if you've come to us through iTunes or somewhere else it's uh, put together by engage worship, which is the charity uh, that my wife, Sarah and I run our website is engageworship.org. And on there you'll see, uh, for each episode, there's going to be a few questions. So if you want to either journal about this off the back of them or have a discussion with your team or some friends or, you know, whatever you can do, um, then yeah, go and go and check out those questions and they might help you to sort of process some of these conversations. So we really hope you're going to enjoy our podcast. We're looking forward for you being part of this conversation. Um, so yeah, hope you enjoy. Happy listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Visit engageworship.org slash disruptingworship for reflection questions and links to resources for each episode. You can get in touch with us by email on info at engageworship.org and also via Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Engage Worship. Mm-hmm.